0: of Glory, Season 9, Episode 1. I'm Jack. I'm Slato. And I'm Van. And we're back. Nine seasons. Can you believe <laughs> it? It's mad, isn't it? And we're the, the original
1: Echoes of Glory. The one and only <laughs> Echoes, of Echoes of Glory. Of no, glory. No, it sounds like our
2: sex yeah. notes, <laughs> <laughs> that is like what That message is, like. so I wasn't on the WhatsApp and then all of a sudden it all kicked off about this whole Echoes of Glory uh, Twitter handle and you I started reading back and I was like, don't care. Just gonna skip all this, but yeah.
0: Oh, it's, it's, we're good. Good that you're here with us, anyway,
2: mate. Marcus red. I'll <laughs> mute, mute the chat. Yeah, um,
0: we've got loads to talk about because it's our first episode of the season. So we'll go back to what we traditionally do on episode one, which is what are your predictions for the season? So Van, I'll start with you. What's yeah. going
2: to happen with Spurs this season? Spurs are going to finish top four. Run to a semi-final. No, no, this is prediction, not oh, not oh. not what's what's happened. Yeah, no. no uh, basically, all right, all right, okay. I think what happened last year is going to happen this year, minus <laughs> the Champions League run. Right. So broadly, what's happened over the last few years. Now, I think there's a. I, I think third is probably as available as it's been. I think we'll talk about City later. They're gonna they're gonna absolutely destroy the league. I suspect mm. Liverpool strangely look beatable, mm. which is Malibu, yeah. yeah, yeah, which is new. But again, I think that would just that you know. Time will sort of um, sort that out, especially with their front three not having had a rest. And yeah. then I do think third is available. Chelsea are not going to finish third. Um, Arsenal, I probably don't think are going to finish third. I'm really undecided yet on Man United. I, yeah. I think Harry Maguire and Wan Bissaka may have solved their problems, which will be incredibly annoying mm. if that's the case. But top four, good cup run, um, Champions League, will scrape out the group. And then get knocked out to a big team (laughs) like we should have done last year to be honest with
1: you if this was countdown Uh, uh, i'm showing you my answers they're exactly the same (laughs) Uh, i've actually said third rather than just top three uh top four um fa cup semi-final and last 16 in the champions league that's genuinely what i suspect we'll do this year and would that be a good season would you class that as a good year for spurs i do because I i think we're growing every year and we've got so far to catch up with the other teams that actually finishing in the same position in a, in a crazy way is still growing because I still mm. think that's overachieving. Yeah. I think we've got a better squad than Chelsea and United and definitely Woolwich, um, but I still think they sh- probably should be above us in the pecking order, mm. certainly on, if you, if you look at the dynamics, wage bill, <coughs> transfer spending, you know, power, yeah. they're, the, they're the metrics that, that they usually judge these things on. Um, but I just think we've got an innate something with Pochettino and the more we chip away at it, maybe with the likes of Eriksson if he does leave, then it will be negative towards the team ethic. Mm. Buying quality players is fine and improving, you know, to beat the weaker teams. But I just don't know if we've got the resolve to get a result all through the season against the best teams
2: thing is if that's not a good season what is exactly so are we saying that a good season is only going to be defined by winning the league that's not going to happen not that's nothing to do with spurs yeah. City here on a different planet right and is it defined by winning a cup if we get city in the first round of either cup or in the semis of either cup and we get knocked out again so like, fine you can beat them on your day but broadly speaking that team is going to beat you nine times out of ten yeah. like look at the stats from the other day you can't define success by how far you go into a cup competition because at the same time we may also get you know home draw against league 1 league 1 league 2 championship club and bang you're in the semi-finals you can't you can't measure, and then we're out the and then we're out and, we, then, yeah, yeah. and then we go yeah. out yeah. so yeah that's a bad yeah. season if yeah. that <laughs> I just I just think this like obsession with defining spurs as having a good season by where we finish relative to like man city is is crazy like this weekend showed that gap how like how do we close that you you don't close mm. that gap without you know they've spent they've spent more money on full backs than we've probably spent in the premier league in history yeah. you know you can't compete with that
0: yeah i i agree in terms of for me a good season is is reducing that gap down and if you can get 5 points closer to city who are most likely going to win the title then i think that that's a good season it's sort of all relative to what happens in the rest of the top four, right? In terms of if City don't win the league, then all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, maybe second or third isn't necessarily the best. You know, if someone come out and over and won the title like Leicester, yeah. then you'd actually think, oh, maybe we could have done it. Um, but I think that we're we're looking solid again for a top four finish. Like we're, It's just sort of the norm now, isn't it? Us finishing yeah. the top four, which is, still sounds a little bit weird when you actually say it, but... I, I think we might be closer to Liverpool than what we were last year. I still think the City will be in the high 90s with points, they just look ridiculous. Yep, 100%. Um, How did you rate our transfer activity throughout the summer? I thought it was
1: decent. I I mean, The trouble is, clubs are looking to get the best deal for themselves. Just because we wanted Lo Celso and we got Lo Celso, doesn't mean we were going to get him two weeks or two months earlier in the summer. you know, they're holding out for the highest amount. We've got a fixed amount that we say he's worth. And if he's not, you know, if you can't get him in on that amount, then he's not the right player for you. Because there are other budgetary requirements. It could have meant not getting cover. You know, Rose is another year older. There are, ben Davis has got his knockers, and they're a fine pair, but he's got his knockers. <laughs> uh, so, Sessi a great signing for the future. He wouldn't necessarily definitely play left-back. He could play, yeah. you know, further forward anyway. But... As a whole package, I think, yeah, we've we've definitely identified Ndombele as a, as a key area in the pitch to strengthen. And it's not just a holding midfielder. He's got more than yeah. that from from what I'm seeing. Um, and he's not even performing at, uh, anywhere near his best yet. It's going to take time to integrate. Um, so I think we've strengthened where we needed to. Yeah, of course, it would have been lovely to have got DiBala, but it was a tremendous amount of money. And I do wonder if it might have just unbalanced us a little. Um, the dynamic once we've got Son back once we've got you know is mm. playing in, you know where is this player going to go are we going to sign a player who's got no ambition an older player you know Llorente's 35 he couldn't keep going forever and ever but he was ideal to use in certain yeah. circumstances maybe not anymore but it's just so hard to get a player who's going to come in and play second fiddle to Harry Kane yeah definitely
0: and I think if we think back to the start of the window or even before the window opened it was sort of known that our transfer targets were Lundon Belair, the Celso yeah. Yeah. and we've got them yeah. and I think if that Dybala any Spurs fan that, that they say they didn't get excited and caught up with that Dybala stuff <laughs> is a liar because yeah. we all all like oh my god yeah. we're going to sign this amazing player but if you sort of eliminate that we've had a very very good window And yeah. like what you said the areas where we felt like we needed someone especially centre midfield we needed someone else other than Winks that could take the ball we've got a lot of ball winners yeah. in there and destroyers and physical players but we didn't have anyone else when Winks is yeah. not there that can take the ball in tight areas and he looks good at that already in Dembele, I'm liking what I'm seeing. It's gonna take time to settle definitely, but I think he looks like a good addition to the squad. And if you
1: look at the, the other teams, I know it's the a Tottenham podcast, but I don't think Woolysh have strengthened central defensively, which is what they needed to. They have you know, strengthened elsewhere and with a lone player who apparently we as soon as we weren't you know, you can't sign him for a certain at the end of it, we weren't interested in him. We we just you know Which I think is the right move. Agreed. I think you know like we're Why not finishing someone. For someone
0: that's else. Just yeah, yeah. You, you want the you want to play on the permanent, and you want that player to want to come and play for you, not yeah. necessarily be like oh, I'll go there for
1: a year. I think Liverpool have still got a weakness in central midfield. If they yeah. hit Henderson and Milner are another year older, mm-hmm. um, they don't have cover at full-back, and they still haven't got a partner for Van Dijk, who yeah. I'd be confident with if I was a Liverpool fan. Um, they've lost Allison as well for a number mm. of weeks, so they're, they're going to have a problem there. I'm not saying they should have strengthened, but. Um, so I think we've identified the areas we were weakest in. The key for me is: do we keep Eriksson? Now this is the the problem with the transfer window in Europe closing at the you know days before their season starts, and us starting so much earlier, that we could still lose him. Um, I, I think he's a bit different to most disenfranchised players. I think he's just willing to accept, and he'll go for nothing at the end of next year. But is we, that better? We have him now.
0: Are we better off? Trying to keep hold of him and going on a free
2: or taking the, a bit of money from him now and depends how you reinvest the money. So if 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 you were selling now and then sold him for sixty and next year Levy only gives us thirty to spend, let's say mm. whatever it is, doesn't really make a difference, right? You're going to get that thirty probably anyway. So, I we forget when you talk about transfer windows, is also the players that you keep. Yeah. So by keeping Odierod and keeping Ericsson this year, assuming that they stay, and I think they will, I think. Whilst we're at a disadvantage by the window closing, I think the big clubs are in a position where they don't have to sell. You give yourself six months to try and negotiate a contract and you may just say to Ericsson, look, sign this contract for a year just so we can get a transfer fee for you yeah. and it'll only be a two year contract so your transfer fee's not that big. And, you know, that's the conversation that they're gonna have and if he signs it, great. And if he doesn't, you've got a whole year to start your planning process for your next transfer window which is then when you go, have we had a successful transfer window mm. next year if we lose Ericsson and Toby through three contracts right fine do we replace them if we don't then we've had a bad transfer window mm. so we kept Toby we kept Christian Ericsson who were on who've got a year left but I'd much rather they were in our squad than not in our squad yeah definitely and we, we strengthened in areas we wanted to we sold Trippier who last year we were pretty unhappy with we haven't really brought anyone in at right back that could be a problem but if you were going to ask me where I needed to prioritise, if I could sign three players, I wouldn't have prioritised right back where I think mm. Walker-Peters can do a job. I think Foyth could do a job. Oria can do a job. I mean, do a job is their bloody position. But mm. you know what I mean. There's, mm. it's, I, I think that's less of a concern, particularly than the centre midfield piece. Yeah, is a, a, a strange one,
0: isn't he? Because I think we still all think of him as being this sort of rash fullback that you yeah. can't trust. But if you think back to the start of last season, like, he was first choice and he, was, he put a decent run of yep. games together where actually everyone started saying... He looks like a, a half decent player now, and he's got his injuries, and then couldn't quite get back in the team. So I still think that there's a player in there, and I think he's a pot type fullback who's got a lot of energy. He's good with recovery runs. Where Trippier, that was where he always struggled. Yeah, yeah. He'd give, we'd lose the ball in the final third, and he didn't have the legs to get back. Whereas Walker, the years before, was it's back really before you know it. it. So I still uh,
1: think Ori has got a penalty in him in every game, and with VAR, I think he's got more than one one a game him, in him, yeah. to be
0: honest. Um, but you you hope, didn't you, with yeah. the right coaching and
2: games that. He learns to calm down a little bit. But I think that's also something to be said around like continually changing your I I, I don't think it matters who we have. like you, if you've got Trippie and Aurier, like Poch doesn't like a settled back four, so mm. to speak. He likes to change, which is fine, you know, that's his style. He changes to his opponents. But it becomes super hard to then be able to see if someone is improving week on week. If Aurier is only ever picked against teams that don't really attack us, right? So you say, Oh, we're gonna play Aurier against Villar, and we're gonna play him against Crystal Palace because they're not going to come forward or whoever but you're going to play Carl Walker Peters against City because you want someone who's fast yeah, yeah. it becomes really hard to judge yeah, yeah. an individual it's, I'm not just having to go at the tactic I think changing your, your team to, for your opposition is, is fine it's just it does become quite hard to judge a player if they're not if, if you don't play them against the right mm. opposition and you saw I think you see that with Ericsson like smashed it against Villa he's anonymous against Man City yeah yeah
0: yeah, I hope that we keep hold of Ericsson now. Like yeah. I think when we did the season review the <coughs> podcast at the end of last season we talked a lot about Ericsson. I said if we had to take a you know, if we had to cash in on someone in order to fund other deals, I was happy with Ericsson yeah. going. But looking at it now, we've we've gone and bought those players and the squad looks fantastic. Like this is yeah. the strongest squad I've ever yeah. seen us have. Um and it's a really, really competitive squad for all areas. Like I'm not saying it's we're gonna go bench, I'm yeah. not yeah. saying yeah, we're gonna it? go and challenge City for the title, but I think that I mean, Lamella's had a fantastic start to the season. Yeah. Like, if we need it, it's been six years. But, like you say, the bench is fantastic, there's so mm. many different options on it now. Yeah. And, like, to have Ericsson on the bench against Villa, and you're mm. struggling, and you've got a player like that, and you can say, Right, go on and change the game, and he does exactly that. And you've got Lo like, Celso, so you've got Deli Ali as well, still to come, come and, and Sun as well. Like, yeah. We've got a lot of yeah. players, and like, You're never gonna have a fully fit squad throughout the whole season, but you know, the next three or four games we might have that and there's gonna be quality players
1: not even making the bench. But this means that we've actually got the strength in depth to play not a best eleven and then a weaker eleven, but actually eight best ones and three, you know, great ones. And then on the the midweek game against the Champions League team. You know, like what City do. Exactly. You know, the you and then three, out the and, yeah. and then across the whole week, you've played three high-intensity games and we've not had to do the reserve full-backs and the first-choice yeah. full-backs or, or any of that. Yeah. So the strength in depth now, and by, by not just buying squad players, but buying players that will definitely be capable of starting. Yeah. I, I don't think he's got an 11. I think he's got yeah. 15 now, not even a 14. Yeah. He's got...
0: And yeah. I really like that. And we always talked, don't we, about, oh, is it worth going and signing a squad player? Like, does that actually improve you? And then there's a case in Dembele and La that, that they're going to be starters. They yeah, might yeah. not be every week. Sessegnon yeah. probably won't be. But, but, but you never future. know. The striker you you. is the
2: only position where we have that as a genuine problem in that with with the midfielders, there will be times where the tactics can change and you might bring in Dembele, you might bring in Lo Celso, you can rest Eriksen. Like, Kane just won't get rested. Mm. And I still so, think we've got...
1: Son and Mora that can yeah. both exactly. do that, right. and we're not as scared as yes. we would have previously been yeah. because we've had times where Son stepped yeah. up, not last season, the season before yeah. when Kane was injured, yeah. and now Mora has given us goals. You know, yeah. whenever we need yeah. them, not, not just one. I just game, think the principle them.
2: of signing someone. Yeah. I think yeah. we, I think while Kane is in the club, Tottenham will struggle to bring in a sixty million pound yeah. striker because you know you will, you will expect to get half of the starts yeah. mm-hmm. you know and, and when it comes you can play Ericsson and Lo Celso in the same team right so with midfield if you play one up front it's really hard to then like shoehorn someone else and with midfield you can play the, the two or three different players oh, change guess. the structure and and, yeah.
0: and like I that. think with with Celta and Cessignon coming in it, it does make you less scared I completely agree with that, that if Kane's out and the sun goes up top you've then got cover for sun in the wide area yeah. so it's like the, squ- the squad looks fantastic I've just got a bit of a sneaking feeling that Cessignon might be a bit of a surprise that he might be one but then well, he first year yeah I mean if it's half it's, as good well,
1: as that you know, I'd be but, happy, but be, yeah. be better than expected yeah I just
0: I just think that he's one of them players that is quite raw and it's almost yeah. like reminds you you know when Arsenal got Walcott and yeah. it was just that raw so yeah. much energy and like well, glimpses see, of quality but he's just getting that consistency bring, on a,
1: bring him on in a game against tired legs you know change the dynamic but also having him there as a scare tactic and actually utilise a different part of the pitch because they're they're so you know two men over on that side or something like that so yeah. it'll create space and it'll create and I, I don't know just have a bit of
0: a feeling about him like he was so good at Fulham in the championship right. when he was given a licence to get out players and obviously they came up and he was switched to full
2: back and you then got 11 men behind the ball and, it's like
0: and that's they
1: changed their whole dynamic yeah. as well by spending so much money on well,
2: yeah. players he signed 13 players and then and then there's no consistency there's no yeah, yeah look he's a good player he would also be less inclined to there'll be less pressure on him to be the superstar at yeah. Spurs yeah. there'll be less pressure on him to start every game it was almost I imagine potter has got his arm around him just saying like a year and a half you're the future of this club but I'm going to get you there as opposed to I'm going to put you there and you're going to you know that's going to just
1: that's an excellent point and that's what I wanted to come into saying is with everyone who was moaning all throughout the transfer window and you know what let's just have faith in Poch he's here he's here for the long term as far as I can tell and he's brought on Kyle Walker and made him into a player that City paid 50 plus Mm. million for there's no reason why he can't do it with Kyle Walker-Peters and Foyth yeah. I honestly, you know, honestly, but I'm not, you know, talking about sending them on for, but just, you know, quality enough for the Premier League and Champions League nights, and us to yeah. not be petrified them.
2: And even if Poch isn't here for the long term, we are a top four Premier League team competing at the latter stages of cup competitions. Lucky or not, it, we will get a good manager. We're yeah. not gonna, we're not gonna be like, oh, I'm not sure about this one. You're gonna get someone that you like. Hey, this is a good manager. It might not work yeah, out. It would be a good job, it's you know. Job yeah. for it, yeah. it might not work out, but that's different. You know, it might not have worked with Potts. You know, yeah. that's you bring in your team. You know, you bring in one or two players, and that and, and and it hopefully kicks on. Let's be honest. If if Kane didn't become the player that he's become, if he didn't score that free kick against Villa, yeah. the whole narrative yeah. is completely different. So yeah, I, I I think you know. We're building the foundation. You've got an amazing training facility. We've got an amazing stadium. We've got the makings of a very good squad. We've got a good management team. If they went, we could replace with another good management team. There's a reason that Poch can't find a job at the minutes because the big jobs are taken, mm-hmm. which means for him to go, one of the big jobs becomes free. You know, so uh, I'm, I'm good transfer window. I'd have taken four points at this point in the Pot, yes. season, you know. I don't. In. You talk
0: about Pochettino there and uh, eventually he will go at some point. Of course he will. Mm. I don't have that fear anymore of him going because he's built such an amazing thing yeah. that yeah, it. yeah. It's almost like, I'm not saying that it, it's not, it's like not, not well sand, is it. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. like, it, but it, if he's, he's done such an amazing job that it effectively like runs itself now. That's yeah. how well he's done. Whereas a couple of seasons ago, you'd think, God, if he goes... Pass that the that, That's yeah. it, and it just will all completely fall apart, exactly. Um, just one last thing on the transfer window. There's There's been a few rumours the last couple of days about Vertonghen. Um, what do we think about it? A load of nonsense and he's just a bit of an injury, or is there more to it? What do we think?
1: There's something that's happened in, in the last week or in the last game that supposedly was performance-related. Now, whether that's training or in the, in the, the final game, um, I don't know. But... Um, got faith in potch i'd rather be Yan be playing and yan and toby mm-hmm. together but you know we've got 46 million pound davidson sanchez there who's not raw not a kid anymore um you know let, let potch manage it and, and the, the best will come out of the situation i'm sure but i'm not worried
2: i mean i've come to not believe a single word pochettino says in public yeah. i think i think the whole thing is i think that there is no the way he talks about levy there is no way he's not spoken to levy beforehand and gone by the way i'm about to moan about my job yeah, title yeah. publicly mm-hmm. i'm about to have this conversation and levy's gone yeah go for it it will draw the attention away from this yeah. no chance there's mm-hmm. you know they they have to be and i imagine when you have a he's he's probably a bit injured I mean, and, or you know or he might just want to start Sanchez and potter's come out and said this and probably what he said to Jan is look I'm going to say this don't worry you're in the squad for the next game how often do we see it that Tottenham drop a player everyone's furious and then two weeks later they're in the team yeah. like, so, yeah. Yeah. well I, I hope
0: there's nothing to because it had me a little bit worried just you know first I love choice, Jan so I yeah. love Jan yeah. yeah. well, mate we've got two
1: Rolls Royces next to each other Jan and, and Toby when they yeah. play yeah. so you know and so like I said Sanchez and is a decent centre-half we anyway. haven't got Gary Doherty or Anthony Gardner is the backup anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. This is a guy who went to the Europa League final with Ajax and learned his football in, in you know,
2: Ajax.
0: Yeah. And let's talk about a couple of games that have happened so far then. So, firstly, that home game against Villa. So, you were both there for it. So, mm. for a comfortable win. Um, <laughs> yeah. Classic Tottenham on yeah. their opening day. The going. Yeah. Mean, I thought we started the game pretty well and then there's that one long ball which is just defended you know, horrifically.
1: Like, yeah, Toby was too far up the field. Um, Danny Rose thought Toby was gonna get it and you know then he Sanchez laid Sanchez was over. having a fire. Yeah. yeah, it was just you know, it just started off badly and then ultimately it was really frustrating. But do you know what? Fair play to Villa, they played really well for as long as they could. I mean yeah. they they got physically battered by the end. Yeah. We kept knocking on the door, knocking on the door, knocking on the door. And we knocked on the door, and we brought Ericsson on. Yeah. And do you know what? Eventually, it just came right, and it, it fell for belay, which is a great strike. Yeah, wonderful, um, wonderful finish. You know. please the tactic worked, right? So
2: we could have, we could have panicked, started shooting from thirty yards. When you start doing that, the opposition doesn't get tired. Yeah. So the opposition does. But if you have the ball and alright they've got 11 men behind the ball and you you know it does get frustrating in the stands on the TV you're watching it and you, you're going hit that pass hit that pass you can't. When there's 11 men behind yeah, the yeah. ball and you're in the final third of the pitch space is limited. That's right? True. But at some point you have to have faith that the mistake is going to happen that yeah. something will break because if you don't if you start changing the game plan you play into the opposition's hands. That's exactly what happened a break came Don Belle, great finish awesome after that there was no chance we weren't going to go yeah, and get it you exactly were saying that. we're yeah. going to get the winner because you, because all of a sudden their game plan is broken exactly. the, the, you know the, the oh crap if we sit back and you take the draw it's a big difference between Absolutely. the draw
1: and your first potential yeah. win at White Hart so lane. different mentality if we've got three points if we hold on we've got three points yeah. and then that crestfallen you yeah. know oh this is gone Yeah, I've got to say though John Terry's doing some excellent shithousery coaching at Villa because they were at it Quite early on, not in a bad sort of Burnley. You can't way, blame. But Tom Eaton yeah, was yeah. everything
0: you learned under Dyche. Yeah. Uh, Burnley you, came you, out. You, but you just you, you can't criticize no, teams for doing that. No, because certainly. you know, you know what? Like if we're playing a top side, what well, would we, we try ne- when we're playing City?
2: You, you know, I mean, you playing against the top side, you do everything you can to get an advantage. Yeah, think think about how many about times it. we've been like, we we've sat here as a group and gone. Didn't you love it when when Yama smashed it into the top yeah. tier in the 90th yeah, yeah, minute? Yeah. It's the same principle, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the reason we start the 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 um, time wasting a little bit later is because we're not Villa against Spurs. You, yeah, can't, yeah. you absolutely cannot blame them. And there's but,
1: nothing better than seeing a goalkeeper who spent you know, 70-odd minutes time wasting then rushing yeah, for the ball yeah. you know, to take a goalkeeper. He yeah. also punted it out of play every single time. Yeah, every yeah, goalkeeper went
2: straight out of
1: play. Yeah, um, I've got to say, I strongly recommend So I took my son with me because the, the chap I go with was away on holiday. Um, so I broke off in the middle of my holiday, which was only in Norfolk, but it's still, you know, two and a three hour drive, maybe to back to the ground, brought John to the game, take a seven year old to football with you, get permission from whoever they belong to,
3: but
1: it really is therapeutic, I would almost say, because I used to, I always get frustrated and angry and just, you know, really angsty take a seven-year-old with you and Poor you've got habits. to remain po- well, yeah, <laughs> Now, john's definitely not that childish um, because you've got to remain positive yeah. you've got to keep your yeah. together you know what it really helped and i just kept saying you know if we keep trying we keep doing it yeah. we keep and it and do you know what it was quite calm he's got a good record in. has he seen us win 1 three one three he's seen that's three six. three ones and a one nil that's excellent it's not bad that's really welcome really back good. yeah but yeah it was great and then even when the second game, we just had a freely and going it was another so I said no we're staying to the end
2: yeah. forget your bedtime
1: forget that no one else is at home tonight it's just you and me so oh, I said I will
0: text my wife forget my bedtime that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> staying out that's exactly and the finish is from Kane as well and <sighs> from my brilliant especially like the third one it was just so like, it's like it all the time in the world isn't yeah. it and it's just I'll
2: just slot that in the corner yeah. no problem it's it a, a strike that just hits the, the side netting when you're at the when you're at the middle of the goal it's just the first touch is brilliant you just he, he he seems to find it so easy. It's a FIFA goal, yeah. Isn't it? yeah, yeah, exactly. It's what
1: like it finesse, yeah. Yeah. finesse shot. And, and he is, scored at just, the New Ground now, so that's another. Yeah. Well, which know.
2: I hadn't
0: even realised that until yeah. I said oh, it was his first goal. Well, I'd I forgotten
1: he scored in August last year against Fulham. Yes, yeah. Um, so I was convinced that that was his first ever yeah. goal in August. So got a bit carried um, away. Quick
0: one, on Eric Lamella Started the season fantastically, as he's done really the last he's two or three, three seasons. Sure, I think yeah. you said this on the, on season, the, the season review. Part. He'll have the best pre-season, brilliant for four yeah, games, yeah. and then he'll have an injury. Well,
2: that's what that's what I think. You know, Ericsson's just going to have to bide his time because Lamella will have a good start to the season. You know, it's, it's, but he does it every season. There is a player in Ericsson. Yeah. There, there is no doubt that, in Lamella. Sorry, there is a player there. He just.
1: Um, he just can't stay. such a weird player I always think no disrespect to him but his level is maybe West Ham or Newcastle or something like that where that level of inconsistency don't insult Newcastle (laughs) um, (laughs) in that bracket do you know what I mean it's like it's someone who they're they're just happy when they play whereas us we we have got quite high demands as a fan base and we're really I always believe the Echoes of Glory podcast guys are quite level headed we're not we don't overreact to a win we don't overreact to a defeat and I think we're quite level but I just you know I think he's yeah
2: but he's but, but he is again if he is a squad player that he's a good option yeah. to yeah. bring off the bench yeah. you know there's not there's not going to be many teams who are bringing off a player who can if he put, if he started every game you probably get 10 goals out of him mm, yeah. Right. so so assuming he's not going to start assuming he's going to come off the bench if he gets between 5 and 8 goals Good season. Yeah. It's not many players that are going to have squad players who get five or eight goals. Yeah, right? so that's that, that's what we want. Right. Yeah. I've always thought with him as well that he looked the most dangerous when he's in the centre of the pitch.
0: I've never yeah. liked him we'll wide. <laughs> hustle, <then. laughs> I've just never liked him in the wide areas. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not. Whereas when he's got the ball and he's just running at a back four yeah. in the centre, he looks dangerous. Yeah. Um As he did against City, and yeah. um, which we'll talk about that now. So, I mean two all, fantastic point away from home, regardless of what's going on. Yeah. But to be really battered for most of the game yeah. and still get a point is an even better and result. And also to
1: be so what appeared to be careless and reckless in possession I mean I, I do not understand us passing the ball out around our box it's scary and it's you know even they're not ideal at it you know Stones had to have these problems yeah. in the summer with England but um, I think, But I think against City that's respite if you don't do
2: that you just punt it straight yeah. straight yeah. back to them yeah. Like, yeah. You, I, you, I imagine you just you look up you go to kick and you're like there's no one there if I, yeah. if I boot it it's coming back, and yeah. it's coming back quickly, and it's coming back with, like, De Bruyne, Sterling, Aguero. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to... I'd just kick it into, like, touch every time. Yeah. But like, I, I just think City, they're just on this different planet yeah. to everyone else. And that's what happens when you buy all the world's best players yeah. and you put them in your team. Turns out, it's really hard to yeah. play against
0: But well, I do think with City... I mean, going forward, their midfield and their attack is ridiculous. But you look at their back four... It, it's not that great do no. you know what I mean like, you,
2: so, you, you can get it but you don't, get, you it it enough, but you don't yeah. get it enough you have to get through that middle and you have to be <laughs>
1: clinical cool. yeah. Yeah, you They're have to be players clinical. that yeah. are willing to play or able to play the way they want them to play out you can't just have you know if City signed Harry Maguire there isn't a finesse there there's yeah. a you know there's a quality centre yeah. half but it's a very different style of playing yeah. so it wouldn't work as fluidly as the, as the rest of yeah. but, I, I imagine City's Defenders will have lower tackling,
2: overall tackling, and interception, and winning the ball back than their midfield and their strikers. Yeah. You, against against teams who don't play out right, if you've got a team who just punt it long, fine, you, they're going to skip out the midfield, but they win it back anyway. But against Spurs we'll lose the ball to their midfield not to their mm. defence so it doesn't yeah, really yeah. matter what their defence mm. their midfield wins it pass it back to their defence and then they just recycle mm. it forward again mm. but there were there were some moments especially in
0: the first half where we were brave and we did get it down and play yeah. and Winks and Bellet looks like a nice partnership yeah, yeah. Yeah. and we know Winx is an excellent footballer yeah. anyway and we did get through a few times and got at the at their back four and the Lamella goal which was a weird goal awful
1: goalkeeper I remember you thought that was going to be right by the post when you watched it back yeah well, it's but about a metre inside the post yeah, I feel like
0: Lamella scored this kind of goal before I couldn't picture yeah, who it's against. It might have been someone like Watford or something, where he's running centrally, yeah, yeah, hits yeah. it, and you think, "What a finish!" And it never goes in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when we when we were brave and we did get we did get into a few dangerous areas in that first half, and it was just that final ball wasn't quite there.
2: Yeah, but it is that same principle. You you know, you spend eighty percent of the game, you know, not having the ball. When you do get it, even if you turn that into a shot. The amount of effort required yeah, to yeah. turn that into a shot means... And then people go, yeah, keep the pressure up. It's not about keeping the pressure up, because once you've had that shot, they're not just going, cool, punting yeah, back yeah, to yeah. you like a Villa would. You know, the yeah. first thing they do is give it straight back to your defenders. You start again. Edison's just rolling it out to to Carl Walker, and then all of a sudden he's running at you again. It, yeah, I think I think the biggest thing people forget when they're watching football is the opposition. Yeah. It's like, you know, City are really, really yeah. good. And it's okay sometimes to just... Out of there with a really lucky draw and not, go, thank God we got that point.
1: There are not many teams who are going to get points off them, you know. Look how even score. they score last season, yeah, or even score, yeah. They look stronger this season than they did last season, you know. Yeah, and for anyone
0: that's going around saying, Oh, City had 30 shots, Spurs had three, like we scored twice, yeah, from yeah. you know. So, we were, we were clinical. If there'd have you know, been
1: anywhere near clinical, then they Yeah, well, they'd it would have been, been
0: embarrassing. They'd yeah. had three points yeah. But the, the, the performance of De Bruyne, I mean, what a player. Yeah. Like, it is
1: ridiculous. And when he gets in that area, just outside the the box and whips them, crosses yeah. it, yeah. it's undefendable. It makes it undefendable. It makes it that Sterling can score that header. You know, forget being small. If you get in front of the man or if you're not marked and the quality of the delivery is that good... Anyone could score that yeah. goal.
0: I've asked for to score that goal. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought Walker Peters. I mean, given that he's up against Dylan, who's one of the best players in Europe, I thought we did well against yeah. him. to a fairly inexperienced player against a top
2: top wide man, I thought we dealt with yeah. him pretty well. I I, I think our, our biggest our biggest problem was that we, and and it's a problem only in that if we did done it, maybe we wouldn't have scored the two goals. So uh, you know, I don't want to dwell on it too much, but we we at no point seemed to think. We should probably be man marking one or two of their players. Hmm. So the De Bruyne example is where he just sort of like just drifted in, and there was one where Eriksson just kind of was like not going to run with him, and then the second one, Winksy points at him, yeah, yeah. but there's no one anywhere yeah, near yeah. Winksy, yeah. and then Winksy gets furious when grower scores, and it's yeah. like, I know you lose some of your attacking momentum, but for me. What really should happen was either Dombelli or Winksy needed to get very, very tight to De Bruyne, and Sissoko needed to get like super tight out wide because City always go wide. Yeah, yeah, they don't play through around. the middle. They the same goal yeah. every week, don't they? Two seasons ago, City didn't score a goal from outside the box. Mm. Like yeah, they go out yeah. wide because they they re- like Guardiola loves the controllables, right? So he, he the, as few players as you have to shoot past the better your chance of scoring yeah. and the closest distance to the goal. Yeah. So get the ball wide and cross it in. All right, it's easy when you're watching it, but I just think we we kind of... And that's my point around Ericsson, is actually, yeah, Ericsson changed the game against uh, Aston Villa and totally should be changing the game against uh, an Aston Villa. I don't think he should be anywhere near a team that's playing against Man City. If you know you're going to have, you know... 40% of the ball 30% of the ball Poch was quite clear afterwards that he said you know the game is so early in the season we knew how we were going to play against them mm. that's the kind of game where you almost have to say like what's the point because mm. if you're not going to tackle and you're not going to fight back and, and to be clear I don't expect Ericsson to do that it's not his game I yeah, no, no. can't ask that from everybody but that's where like a player like Lamella will just you know he gets stuck in mm, and get involved. Tenacious. he's tenacious mm-hmm. and Winksy's probably not that player either
0: but then I always feel like with Winks defensively, he offers you more against the better sides because yeah. he can get about people. Yes. Like if you put Diar or Wanyama in there, they're not mobile. It's they're the great. Against, they're yeah. great against fucks yeah, yeah. where yeah. they can go, yeah. you know, shoulder to shoulder and be like, "I'm stronger than you." I'll win the header. But like, yeah. it, it's yeah. the mobility. Um,
1: and also, you need to keep the ball when you get it. Yeah. With the likes of Winks it gives you that more. Yeah, more I think
0: the the Ericsson performance was. Um, what, what frustrates Spurs fans so much? Brilliant against Villa. And then the the big game when, again, you, you need your top players. Not quite. They didn't have a bad game, but he was just OK. He was happy for it to sort of go past but him. But that's
2: why I think traditionally he plays really well against Chelsea. Because they're a big team, but they play in a completely different way. Mm. And and actually, they will give you a lot of the ball. But teams that monopolise the ball in that way, you need... a. Like Okay, you can look at one hand where you go, well, when you get the ball, you need to be able to hold on to it. But you're not going to get it and just hold on to it forever. Yeah. Ericsson's only ever going to do one pass in that series, right? He's going to find the next player. If he's doing that 40, 50, 60 yards from goal, it's not the same as when he comes yeah. on against Villa and he, he can find that ball in between that makes Harry Kane mm. make those runs that bring someone free. It's, it, 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 you know, it's okay to say there are some players who are just not suited to playing against... I'm not saying not against the big teams. That's Just the games, thing. yeah. Just teams yeah. who might monopolise the ball in a certain way. I'd play Eriksen all day long against Real Madrid because you know you're going to get the ball quite far up the pitch mm. for a good percentage of the time. But if you're asking him to play 20 yards from goal, from our goal, yeah. what use yeah. is he? Um,
0: VAR. Yes. You're a you're referee, so you can explain it. Um, correct decision,
1: right? Well, the handball. Let's, let's separate this for two things. The handball rule changed last season... So, if you made an accidental handball, but your team directly score a goal from that handball, whether it's accidental or not, it will now be handball. So the referee could have seen that and given it and disallowed the goal. VAR just happened to be the vehicle that was used for mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, the way the new law is, that's correct. Um, I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't see what the problem was. Um, it probably isn't even to rule out goals like that. It's ones where it's more obvious. Mm-hmm that there's been a handball and you're questioning whether it was deliberate or not. Um, but yeah, it was the right decision. But yeah, VAR happened to give it, but the referee could have been the one who saw it and stopped it anyway. But
2: so I, I actually agree with the, the change in the rule. I, it, it is, um, it, it's football, and I know it sounds really duck, but it's like to get such an obvious advantage. Firstly, the, the idea that a, a referee should and could ever judge whether a handball is accidental or not, is is crazy it's impossible right? it's impossible yeah. You, I know you can do it for most of the time but you can't do it every single time right so you, you, you can't have that as being part of the rule because that will always be subjective if someone's hand is somewhere and the ball hits it it doesn't mean it's accidental right in this instance a player goes down for a header misjudges his header and the ball comes off his arm and falls to another player and the player scores I don't think there's anything wrong with ruling that out in the same way that if a player had misjudged a header trying to clear the ball off the line, but it hit his hand and didn't go in, that's a penalty, and that mm. should be a penalty. So that principle But it isn't. Right, now. but so okay, it isn't yeah, yeah. now, right, but so but so that's what I mean. So I agree with that. I don't understand why they've changed it for the defence mm. and for the they've gone from having it one way for the defence and one way for the attacking mm. team and swapped it round. But for me it should just be if there is any obvious advantage through handling the ball, whether to accidental or not, yeah, to either yeah. side the easiest mm. thing to do is that's to cancel it that's right like that's so, so I actually, so I actually and, and, and to the point around VARs, for me that's exactly what VAR has been introduced to to see is something that the referee might not see because yeah. it happened under his shoulders right so I don't mind if that's all VAR was being used for the problem with VAR is Man City very clearly should have had a penalty in the first half mm. there is no doubt mm. about that but it wasn't it wasn't, um, it wasn't um, checked
1: it was checked Okay, think it was just did see everything. And they
2: didn't and they didn't turn yeah. it over. Then you have the, the, the offsides the other day in the in the West End game where there's no way and we, we said this, you can't see if someone's toe or shoulder is offside unless you're directly in line because mm. a camera angle will always make one person look like they're further yeah. in front than the other. And plus when you put the line against someone's shoulder and against someone's armpits you know, the offside rule will need to change for VAR. Yes to work. I think that, yeah. is, that is quite clear. It's just, for me, it, and I know people say, oh, these big decisions that you know, might turn games and stuff. Yeah, they might turn games. They've always turned games. But it's like, we are going to end up in a world where players don't celebrate before they score, right? which is crazy. Mm. Part of the, the sell of the Premier League is the fact that the stadiums are full and the fans are noisy. You know, We've all watched Spanish football and it's whistling and it's yeah. quiet and we hate it. That's what's going to happen. If people can't celebrate, um, and you've also got this issue whereby when the referees don't, when the when they don't change decisions, I think it opens referees and the referee um, refereeing society open to bias more than it did before. Yeah. You could always argue that a referee hadn't seen something. Now, if I was if I was a Man City fan, I'd be going, "All right, the handball's handball," but everyone can see that's a clear penalty there's no one who's watched it that says mm. it's not a penalty how can that not have been reviewed mm. and that, that for me is like the biggest challenge of all is like unless you're going to review because the, I suspect what's happening is right now while they're adopting it they don't want to overturn a huge amount of mm. fouls yeah. because that can always be subjective it's always yeah. quite difficult but if you start not turning things over that are clear and obvious and, and I would argue that was I think the mm. penalty in Chelsea, Liverpool for example was very obvious that it wasn't it a penalty. wasn't a penalty yeah. now I know apparently VAR uh, the video ref didn't have a certain angle but I, from the first angle I saw it was like definitely hasn't been touched mm. or certainly not enough to justify a penalty yeah, yeah. The, the interpretation now is like if you're if, you, if I'm a fan I'm just like well we've been cheated and then this person wasn't cheated and that's what Messi yeah. came out and said during the Copper America, You know, he said, if you can watch it and everyone says it's a foul and then you don't give it, something's wrong. And that that's the challenge for me with VR. It's just like, it, it, it's not clear when it's being used and what it's being used for. This whole concept of like clear and obvious, like to who? Who's decided what's clear and obvious? I think we were saying, we're not going to use it in the Premier League for goalkeepers who come off their line. And the old... Kalina, Kalina it, came yeah. out and said you can't pick
1: and choose what rules mm. you use it for and that's, that's the other thing is, you know it was exaggerated though because in the summer it was predominantly done in penalty shootouts yes. so obviously we don't have penalty shootouts yes. in Premier League but then in the Super Cup game right wasn't there the penalty that
0: Adrian saved he was off of his line really? so people were saying what, I've why, seen, why is yeah. that? but
2: I've seen a version of it where if you mm. look at it from behind the goal the ball is about a f- half a foot off Tammy Abraham's foot already so you can't yeah, yeah that's not can sure. say whether he's he's done it or not, and it's
0: just you end up with a world with no referees at, at one point yeah. when you just have a, a video referee watching every single thing. It's a bit of a I don't know. It's a it's a strange thing, and the, your point about the difference in the defense and the attack on handballs is just one of the most baffling things ever. Yeah. So now the Sissoka handball in the Champions League final wouldn't be given. Is that, is that yeah. correct? Because he's a defender, so technically yeah. that wouldn't be handball. Well sort of the people yeah. will still
1: say that his arm was in a deliberate position but I always argued, and I argue straight away that the ball came off his chest and hit his arm mm. so to my mind that's not deliberate mm. but they seem to be saying if your arm is in that position that is deliberate yeah. in itself so yeah I, I suspect that would which is
2: why which is why remove the whole point of deliberate and it's like did Man City get an obvious advantage through the handball the other day? Yes, they scored from it. Did we get an obvious advantage from the Sissoko handball? Yes, we did. It hit his all right, hit his chest first, but it hit his yeah. arm, which stopped the ball going into the box. And it and it's super simple. And then it just becomes if the ball hits your arm and you get an o- advantage from it. The people are like, oh yeah, then players going to try and kick the ball against players' arms. That's the trick. I I but do you, if the best players in the world like then how often do you think they're actually gonna. You're better. You are better off crossing the ball to one of your teammates. They're trying to, than trying to, to it, hit yeah. someone. You've got arm. the skill to do that. You deserve. Yeah, yeah. A you deserve <laughs> a penalty. Deserve and a penalty. And the chances are, if you've got the skill to do that, you've got the skill to pick out a teammate. Yeah. You know. Yeah. True. But well, I the
0: I main did... thing was we got the draw. The was yeah. on our side again. Yeah, yeah. The AT yeah. well, it's
1: going to go against us. So you, you know, it's there's a lot of people. You know. But then when against City. And it, the City yeah.
0: fans that were moaning, like it, it went against us in the Champions League. Yeah. They First got the Rose penalty
1: mm. when we argued it wasn't. They then said it should have been given against Lorente because it brushed his arm even though the ball went in off his hip. It's also the so now they've got what they wanted. It, it's yeah. Not, yeah. But this is the, well, the best analogy I've read is, if you get caught speeding, who do you blame? You mm. or the speed camera? Because yeah. all those City fans and all the players and the... the Media and Jamie Redknapp, what a sort <laughs> <round> of that bloke is. They're blaming the speed camera on this yeah. because you know they just yeah. well I, Jamie Redknapp hates Spurs anyway,
2: doesn't he? You like, you're watching football matches and like the fans are chanting VAR. It's like something has gone yeah. seriously wrong when the video referee is is what is determining whether you're having mm. you're having a good game or not. You yeah. know, and I, I understand in football because it's a low scoring game those decisions are really important. But I'm sat in this stadium and, and, and the check comes up and everyone goes, oh, hey, and it's like, no, I'm not mm. going to set, you can't. Yeah. I mean, it's West Ham cheering as...
1: when one of West Ham, Man City's goals was yeah.
2: talked off. But, because you're not cheering the goal not happening, you're cheering your opposition fans yeah, getting excited it. and the players getting excited. Also, yeah. oh, how did that work out for you, West Ham? Mm. Mm.
3: So yeah, you, just, got more, so you just and went more, up on
2: scored and yeah. you just yeah. upset people. You know? And
1: then VR I gave the, uh, you know, the, Penalty retake and against yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. But, but again, there's still an issue with the fans in the ground knowing less than the supporters. Yeah,
0: are. and that is that is baffling again that they don't let the fans in the stadium know what is going on. It what? comes up, doesn't it? VAR checking yeah. for whatever, yeah. but you don't. You know, you watch the cricket and summons. Um, appealed and you yeah know, you, you see it or don't yeah, you, you, you see te- the process. you're at the tennis, you see it
2: you you understand what's being looked because at. It, because in football the decision is subjective. Yeah. And because the decision mm. is subjective, if they, imagine they showed the Rodri incident Rodri? Yeah.
1: yeah and he didn't, didn't give yeah, it they didn't give it it would have been bedlam. Mm. Absolutely. And bedlam. also and we, I'm talking to like minded people here, you're not referees, but you've got a decent idea. Not everyone has got the first bloody clue about the laws of football yeah. some pundits some players yeah. but predominantly fans yeah. so they will only ever see what they want to see through rose tinted glasses and that gets them angry so not showing them helps but possibly there should be some well I mean United and Liverpool they didn't even have video screens Yeah. two grounds in the Premier mm, League, they league do, don't they have they a video screens they have to announce
0: that I mean, that would be amazing. Imagine the announcer trying to explain on yeah. the channel what's yeah, yeah. being reviewed. That would be fantastic. pitches in line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Empire's cool, yeah. Um, but a brilliant start to the season. Four points, yeah. you know, score five goals. Like right? it, it's it's a strong start. Yeah. Not many sides are going to go sit in get anything this season. Right. So really happy with that. We've got Newcastle next up at home. They oh. look a dreadful side.
1: With a dreadful, dreadful Premier League manager. manager I like add to too. Um, dreadful Championship manager at this rate.
2: I mean, they are. Mike actually hates those fans, doesn't he? Hates them. It's a shame, isn't it? He hates them. He Because he...
1: he's a Tottenham man. He's a former <laughs> Tottenham director.
2: He lets Benitez go. And he brings in Bruce, former Sunderland man, who, you know, going from Benitez to Bruce anyway is is depressing. And then goes, by the way, here's loads of money to sign some players. I just... He hates them. It's incredible. He genuinely yeah. hates them.
0: I mean, I can't see anything but a comfortable yeah. home win for us. Like, is, they're not even. They don't even strike me as a side that could come and get a nil 0 no. and frustrate us. So oh, they were dreadful They've, got, they've got nothing. They, they really have. Yeah. Which means they'll beat us one-nil. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> until, until, on, yeah. until we bring on Ericsson
1: Well, he's not at Newcastle, so that's okay. Yeah. And um, they haven't got Larykremi either. So. Oh, do you remember that it was the most ridiculous Ralph game, that, wasn't was it? Family. Yeah,
0: we just hammered them, didn't we, for ninety minutes and couldn't yeah. score. Um, so I'm, I think A comfortable home win Two or three nil like I yeah. genuinely I'll can't I'll take
1: one nil off Of Harry Kane's arse I'm happy Just you know, th- three points And just keep accumulating
2: I think it'll be the game Where we, everything sort of clicks Possibly Go and so. get three or four nil um, Bruce gets fired A couple of weeks later Do you think you will Play Los Elso I think it's not
0: a bad game start. To introduce yeah. Yeah, yeah. him uh, yeah. I think you know is there a sign that day. they are going to they're not going to pressure him big they're going to sit in yeah. there, and I think it's a nice game we get a lot of touch on the ball it, I think it could be a
2: good
3: game well, for Well
2: also sort of did the same thing with their new number 8 didn't they they didn't play him in the first game they brought him on in the, yeah. against mm. Burnley where you know Burnley is not Burnley of 2 or 3 years ago where they're going to kick you up and down and he absolutely he comfortably dominated that game yeah. so yeah I, I at some point you've got to start him you might as well start him yeah. at home against Newcastle I think it'd be a,
0: a, a more attacking team selection I don't think it will be Winks and then and Sissoko I don't think you need that for Newcastle I think Sissoka will probably miss out and then you can bring in yeah. La and have La Celso and Lucas and we've got that many three. options
1: to change it Son can come back yeah. yeah
0: well you never know he might even I doubt he'd chuck Sesson but you never know it yeah, applies, yeah. Do you, you yeah. never know what yeah. he
1: might do but I think yeah comfortable home win hopefully Can I just do some admin? Just got a couple of things I'd like to mention. Um, Samuel Cannon was 18 last week. Um, He's quite poorly at the moment. He's been in Basildon Hospital for a few weeks now. Uh, I know him via a friend at the National Autistic Society, uh, Thurrock Branch, and um, Samuel collects pin badges. I sent out a tweet and shared it with everyone. um, And I sent him uh, a Tottenham one. Uh, I think he's from the West Ham family, from a message I got from his mother. Um, but uh, yeah, anyone who was kind enough to send one after that tweet I sent out, um, thank you very much, I know the family and Samuel have appreciated that very much indeed. Um, just wanted to think about him, you know, not, not so well at the moment, 18th is uh, a special time, but not in in hospital. Yeah. Um, very sad news that my good friend Shaky, who I did the book with, um, suffered a stroke earlier in the year. Um, only three weeks after quite significant surgery, and he's just had another health setback. So I just wanted to send my thoughts and prayers, um, and the podcast love to, to Shaky and his bit, family, yeah. um, and a friend of mine, Andrew. Uh, just saying, thinking of your buddy. Yeah, so I'll we'll get, finish get, on a low note. No, no we'll... get, and get get, no, well no, soon, get to, well soon to, to both yep. of them.
0: You know, and uh, hopefully Spurs can you know Cheer give him give him a, a good result of the weekend. Um, it's time for the Wealdstone Hotspur quiz. Excellent. Now.
3: We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. Um,
2: I've normally, never done these. Have you not? No, no, I've never
0: done. You these. were here for real or fake, weren't you? I was In here for real History. or fake, which was hands down the best. Which you you actually wanted to spin off podcast? I wanted of just that uh, for real or fake, fake yeah. podcast. I've asked if I got that. Yeah. No, I remember. I remember Planet of Abbas and and giving him whatever the question was, real fake, and he went, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, every amazing. Time, absolutely amazing. Please let us a historic
1: one. I'm really ready for like an 80s one. Or it's it's not. Five it 5 Mickey it, has it, his last it, going it's on.
0: It's not. Um, no. So if anyone doesn't know what this feature is, I will give you a game that Spurs have played in, the date of that game, and name you about half of the starting 11, then it's your job to fill in the rest of the team. So this game is Tottenham 5, Newcastle 0, February 2012. Night. Midnap night So um, the side for Spurs that day So the goalkeeper is a question mark So you'll have to work that one out Right back was Carl Walker Centre back with Michael Dawson The other centre back is a question mark Left back was Benoit Asui I was hoping that one was a question mark <laughs> <laughs> Right is a question mark Centre midfield, Luka Modric Centre midfield, question mark Left midfield, Gareth Bale And two strikers, Luis Saha and a question mark. So you need the goalkeeper, centre-back, right Can mid, centre-mid, and centre striker. by the way?
2: Yeah. Ryan Nelson. Incorrect. It was ah. centre forward the centre-forward Adebayor? Centre-forward was Adebayor. It was the midfielder Wilson Palacios? He was not Wilson Palacios. So. Stop keeper. when you're ahead, Van. You know that.
0: Brad uh, Friedel? Brad Friedel, goalkeeper, yeah. correct. So I, I think, I'm not, I might be making this up, Adebayor in that game got four assists and it was a
2: yeah, John, yeah, yeah to he he back done, done it, it like
0: the Fabregas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you still need centre back, which isn't Brian Nelson, right midfield, and centre midfield. Lennon for right midfield, not Aaron Lennon. 2012. Chadley, it's pre-Chadley, isn't it? Actually? Not Nasser Chadley. Midfielder f- Huddleston, no. The, 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 the centre- still hanging in there. Oh, genius. So this centre midfielder was a red Knapp favourite. Parker, Scotty Parker, yeah, yeah. Scotty Parker, excellent player, indeed. So I need the centre back and the right midfielder. So the right midfielder was also a, a, Gallas, not Dawson.
2: Gallas. Oh, was you about? To say, was it Cranshaw? Nico Cranshaw. Ah. I was
0: going to say. He was just yeah, a little, yeah, yeah. A the, the favourite, the absolute favourite. That's it. So we need we need the other centre half, and the the one we've got is Dawson. Dawson, you've guessed Nelson and Gallahad. Gallas you're <sighs> both incorrect.
1: Corker. It's not no. Stephen Corker. It's not a Do you real... know what I'm struggling with? I can't think what kit we wore. Was it the one with the blue across the top of the shoulder? Or is this... I can't remember. No, if we're playing
2: know. Newcastle away... Or the home... All white oh. under
0: I think it's the white... All white under armour. Yeah. But I mean, it's not an obscure centre half okay. like, at all.
2: I mean, is it Ledley King? Ledley
0: King. Yeah, because you think well, yeah. do a question Mark for Ledley. The old double bluff. Um, so that was Brad Friedling and goal back four of Carl Walker, Michael Dawson, Ledley King, Ben Cotto. Midfield of Kranjcar, Modric, Parker, and Bale, and then Saha and Adibiyer up top. So I mean, generally, I did quite bad there one Well, not your finest hour. Um, I think like
1: our current team would destroy that side, wouldn't so it So that's about the only. That's the side before. Nothing's changed. You know what I mean? you do these for like two years ago, and you think eight of them are the same players often. Yeah, um, but there's not. There's yeah, not a single is, player
0: yeah. in there. Yeah, that's that's still with us. But yeah, there we go. Um,
1: anything more to add? No, that's it for that. Right. All good. I got hole in one at the pitch and putt golf last oh, yeah. week. That's Something to, to add? One. Yeah. yeah excellent did you twerker? keep the ball uh no i would to, to, to my deposit if i hadn't given it ah oh, he kept the flag though me was john was the one he wanted to go so seven year old son take him for his first ever game of golf i've only ever like, had two goes at it before in my life um and he hurt his leg the club was too long for him and when he twisted he kind of hit it into the ground he hurt himself um so yeah, he went home after three holes and then on the eighth I got hole in one. And there was no no one no, there no, to
2: no, verify. I got uh, I got hole in one, absolute like Sally Gunnell, it just ran along the floor, part yeah. three sort of like hundred and eighty yard yeah. hole, just <laughs> went along the floor. And um, didn't even think about keeping the ball next hole straight in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah. Inevitable.
0: But uh, brilliant to be back. It's uh, great. Please send not us in any questions or anything you want us to talk about next week. Let's hope for three points against Newcastle. Remember, whatever happens, future's bright, future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs.
3: I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football,
1: and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realised until today
3: just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion.
1: Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the
3: world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott, and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy, and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. We are Blanche Flower, Ardilis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.